Hello and welcome to Murph's Tavern. I am Massive Simpsons dork Murphy McLaughlin. Every episode of this podcast, I'll talk about a different episode of The Simpsons, specifically one from the first eight seasons with a couple of fellow fans. This episode, we're chatting about season five's Burns's Air. That's H-E-I-R. And I'm with Nick Kwani Kwan. Hey, mate. How you going? Pretty good. And first time on the show, Martin Dunlop. Hello. This is your first time on here. Yep. This is the first That's time. That's crazy. I'm not, I feel definitely next to you guys, I feel like I know nothing about The Simpsons. <laughs> really? I used to be quite upset. We, we won a Simpsons trivia back in like 2013 together. Yeah, but wasn't Murphy on our team? No, Murphy was not there. No, I've, I have won a few Simpsons trivias with you, Martin. Yeah. But I don't ever think I've done one with Quanny, so that must have been a different... Yeah. Yeah. No, well, I, yeah, I definitely... I, I feel very, very small in this, but this is... Yeah. It was like 10 years ago, I think, so... Um, how, how many Simpsons trivias have you done, Martin? Because I feel like I've done a couple with you. Yeah, I think I've done at least three. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, as an excuse to kind of go... Which, it surprises me that we've had as much success or even that you've had as much success and I think what we learn is the average person who considers themselves like a fan of The Simpsons knows fuck all about The Simpsons actually I must say because I did a little bit of trivia hosting this year um, mainly for money and um, not just for the real thrill of asking questions but I did find (laughs) that because I've played a few trivias where you've been on a team like two or four people and it's like normal ones and you can fucking win or at least come you can place pretty well and you're like, how the hell do we manage that against like teams of eight and nine? And uh, I found, I always wish one of that and then I was marking sheets and I'm like, everyone is a fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> like the amount of people that thought Ellen DeGeneres directed uh, Finding Nemo is fucking off the charts. <laughs> well, yeah, even I went to a Simpsons trivia this year. I think I brought it up on the pod. It was a really well done one actually. It was at Barton Fink and they had like decorations and shit but um, yeah so there were people that were even like dressed up Simpsons like yeah. guys and I was like oh shit these people know like they must know their shit they're dressed as Duff Man <laughs> but they are uh, no we we like smashed it um, and like you were here because they read out the scores and you're like oh boy <laughs> like some people were getting like uh, I mean it was that was I a just particularly sus- tricky one but yeah I just suspect those people must have like a fundamental happiness that we don't <laughs> that they like they get that much joy out of the Simpsons despite never like exploring the trivia or the background noise and it's it's enough to like to, to create costumes and everything whereas well, us we need to just break it apart yeah. until it doesn't work anymore <laughs> and then well, you're you are a big fan, Martin, because you had you looked at this book, The Simpsons Complete Guide, and you said you had that as a I had kid, it. I had the ne- the two follow up books as well as a kid. I had them. Too. Covered them uh, as well, and I yeah, I do re- like they have like the weird off brand character things on the side. They have like the early Wiggum who looks nothing like later Wiggum and has weird pointy feet. Pointy feet. Yeah, if you look him up, they give him like his his shoes are like Ralph or um. Uh, yeah, we. Uh, sorry, I uh, police chief Whittingham. Yeah, Clancy. Okay, well, um, we do actually make a game out of the side characters on this. I know show. who it is this year. This, oh, this one, I know who it is. Yeah, it's not as um, challenging when the guests both have owned the book. But um, Martin, do you remember who they've chosen as a side character no, for I this do episode? Not. Do you want to take a guess? No, I don't. Uh, uh okay, Molman. 
Molman, that would have been a great choice. <laughs> but instead, can you reveal who it is, Quanny? It is the actors that play the family. Yes, oh, exactly. They are very memorable. They're very good. Uh, well, the little guy has actually been in a few episodes. Well, not only is he, like we'll mention this later on, not only is he in other episodes, he's, he's in this twice. He's yeah. two different characters. I don't think... It's a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. I don't think... The first few times I saw this as a kid I picked up on that but yeah he's the elf from the yeah. Christmas thing and then he's the yeah that's definitely the result of like the writers as they're writing this episode having a lot of fun with making up the voice yeah. and then not and wanting to use it as much as yeah, possible yeah because yeah. he's also in um, Radioactive Man um, like Millhouse's double I'm pretty sure um, yeah yeah yeah, and I can't remember the other episode. Uh, is he, like, he's slightly altered because they do, like, his skin colour looks different. Is it he's slightly altered as the crusty burglar? Yes, yeah, I think, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty Magnetical sure. Magnetic yeah. alert bracelet or yeah, something. Yeah. A, yeah, 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 yeah. All right, that's a good one. I did not pick that up. There you go. Um, it's like, yeah, that's an example of a great obscure side character because, you know, sometimes you'll see lists online of, like, the best Simpsons side characters. Crusty, yeah. <laughs> Skinner. Whereas that's like a proper, yeah. Mm. Uh, but no, they have chosen... A, what was, we were going to look at Wiggum's feet. Oh, here we go. Yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, they don't, the hair colour's right, but it's, a, it's an off-brand weird model. <laughs> it's like a fan. Yeah, I, I'll actually... I'll read out, seeing as we got it open, I'll, the stuff you may have missed, I'll read out. I think because there's, there's a quite a few side jokes and references in this episode. Mm. Um, you were Googling a couple before we started recording, Martin, um, when Bart's got his jacket and he goes, it's a one-of-a-kind Bob Mackie. And Milhouse goes, wow, Bob Mackie. <laughs> yes, um, which is fun. Okay, it's definitely a... Mil- there's a there's a few in this where it's like Milhouse might be gay. Right. And that joke is uh, Bob Mackie was like the costume designer to the stars. Hey. Like that he dressed um, Lucille Ball. Uh, share there were just every like famous old lady movie star ah, is, is Bob Mackie. But the other one you're looking at was the name Lily Langtree the- Theatre is yeah. where they hold the auditions for Burns' Air. Yeah. And Lily Langtree is like I think she's in she was like the actress in Wild West shows in like right. old theatre things in the nineteenth century. So it is. It's one of those jokes, like when um, Mr. Burns is uh, putting together the the baseball team yeah, in the yeah. softball episode, yeah, yeah. and it's like people who've literally been dead for two hundred years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great. Um, <laughs> the ones it mentions here is uh, some stores at Springfield Mall, shoes for tots, the crematorium, uh, gum for less. Yeah. <laughs> gum for less is great. <laughs> Happy. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Happy Earwig Hotel message is our crawl space now body free. It's pretty good. Um, <laughs> Conformco Brain Deprogrammers, a subsidiary for Mrs. Fields Cookies. Um, and just a little bit of a callback here. It mentions Krusty uh, reads a teleprompter um, in his show, even though he is supposedly illiterate. Which I feel like that's got to be not the only instance of crusty reading. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, like including just cue cards. I'm sure. Yeah, they're, they're exactly. <laughs> it's interesting they've just, they've chosen that specific point. Yeah, <laughs> like, and it's weird because moment. it's also like because this is always the reason I always defend like a uh, like principal and the pauper. Yeah, because I was thinking about uh, watching that is because he's like, oh no, they retconned his history, and it's like they like they retcon Burns all the time. Yeah, so it's like he's both, you know. <laughs> Clearly of the Burns clan. Yeah. Um, yet also adopted in Rosebud yeah. from his traditional family. So it's like, you know, it's... 
Exactly. They're doing it all the time. They're doing it there with Krusty. He's both literate and... Yeah, totally. Illiterate. Yeah, it's just there are certain things about the characters that are always going to be the same. Like, Krusty's never going to be a Catholic for some reason. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. yeah, everything else exactly. is like, whatever. For suddenly I whatever. bet, though, he's in church. I bet he's, like, <laughs> at least in the background of... Yeah. Side, yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah. I feel like, yeah, there's episodes where Apu's in there or, yeah. like, yeah. Um, well, then in a later season, they reveal Lenny and Carl are Buddhist. And I'm like, they, they've definitely been in the church. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, but uh, yeah, um, with these actors, so that's a Michael Caine impression that I'm mm. fairly certain Dan Castellaneta is doing there. Um, he's like, what the hell am I doing here? But is that female actress meant to be? Candace Bergen, I guess, because she says the scripts on Murphy Brown are better. Oh, and they give her that yeah. line so that you think it's Candace Bergen because there's nothing about the character that looks like that. Yeah. yeah. It's a bit... And then he says at the end, though, you'll be back to doing such and such theatre, suggesting they're all from a theatre troupe. So it's like, well, hang on. Who are they meant to be? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, but you can base the characters on someone. So you think it's not actually Michael Caine. No, it's not Michael Caine, but it's based <laughs> on Michael Caine. Yeah. And maybe that lady's actually just supposed to be an extra from Murphy Brown. Yeah, yeah. maybe. Like yeah. it's that thing of going. You can have like in in the Simps- in the world of the Simpsons, Arnold Schwarzenegger and Rainier Castle, yeah. Rainier Wolfcastle both exist for sure. But they're both the, like. They're but both given different. it's Mr. Burns, you could think that he's actually hired Michael Caine to yeah. do this small bit. So anyway, yeah. Um, also, like speaking of that sort of thing, he hires. Um, he gets Krusty to deliver the pizza and Krusty only gets $400 for it. <laughs> like, he stops doing his show, puts on a rerun to come do that. <laughs> that pretty demeaning yeah. thing for 400 bucks, which is in character That's for Krusty. That's so in character because yeah. he's going to go gamble it, like, straight yeah, exactly. away. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, remember how he escapes? Like, he literally booked flights and escaped in, like, Home of the Clown. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. He escapes from the mob. Yeah, yeah, And exactly. gets plastic surgery to avoid playing, like, what, like, 20 bucks? Yeah, you know? yeah, so, which is... One of the best endings of an episode, I feel, yeah. when it's revealed, it's just like, <laughs> and you change, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, a few, well, speaking of those sorts of like names that just go over your head, um, I didn't realize until I legit just Googled it before. Wavy Gravy was an actual person. Yeah. Really? When Mr. Burns says, the man you thought was Wavy Gravy, um, yeah, I thought that was just a silly hippie type name. I believe, gravy. if I'm not mistaken, it is also the name of an overly fanatical West Indian cricket supporter. Oh, really? Yeah. If oh, I'm, not, I'm going to look this, this up. This guy? Or is uh, that the actual? Was that the other no, one? that uh, might be okay. a different type person. You talk about this wavy gravy. So, this wavy gravy is an American entertainer and peace activist. Um, so, best known for his role at Woodstock. He was. So, is Burns actually supposed to be him? Because he doesn't actually look much like that guy. Uh, like that is a Wikipedia photo, though. So okay. you know, they're not always the most flattering. Uh, there's some. What's the trick with the Simpsons? Is like the reason the Simpsons was uh, like so good around that point was like there would be obscure references yep. and you wouldn't get them, and years later you wouldn't get them. But the idea is, is like there's. So, what, almost an instinctual understanding of what a funny sentence is, of what yeah. like a funny sounding <laughs> sentence is. And my favorite example is that that is always um, uh, Whitey Ford pleading with the crowd for some kind of sanity. <laughs> is a, so funny to me, and to this day, I don't. Apart from, I guess, context clues, I guess yeah. he's an old baseball person. Yeah. But beyond that, it's so, and the delivery of the voice actor coupled with the shot of an old man being yeah, beaten yeah, heavily yeah. is. 
just it's so funny on its own. So they're just very good at picking the thing to put in that spot. Totally, yeah. And there's and it's interesting because there are a couple of moments in this episode where they pick the wrong thing. Like when Homer says, "Why aren't I allowed to hide outside in the bushes from Chef Boyardee's house?" That I actually I kind of know who Chef Boyardee. He likes it's tin food in America, but for some reason that sentence isn't as funny. Mm, yeah, like that yeah, just yeah. feels like a reference you dropped in. That's actually not. And apart from anything else, it's not even a particularly funny idea. Yeah, like yeah. I guess because Homer wants it food. Closes the line. It closes the scene as well. Like yeah, yeah there uh, are a lot of bad jokes in this episode. Not bad, but unfunny. Okay, and I yeah. think that's one of, like closing like punchline scenes. Also, a button. Just, it's a bad button on the. Just want to point out. The West Indian cricket supporter's name was just Gravy. So oh. I apologise, but he has his own page on Crick Info, despite never having played at a professional level. So that's, that's cool. I'm just saying that's pretty, you know, so I was sort of, anyway. Um, but also used to dress up colourfully and entertain people. Oh, well, there so, you go. Okay, yeah, I can see, yeah. Uh, yeah. But, um, yeah, there's like that joke and the, uh, oh, we'll do your worst. You know, and the whole thing with the bees and the bees and shit. That's actually really funny. Like, yeah. Uh, the, but the you shut the door is it's not a great scene ending joke like the boy RD one. Yeah, well, I think the reason for that is because the Richard Simmons. Yes, so this was meant to have uh, what ends up in 138th episode spectacular with the robotic Richard Simmons, which is pretty great. Yeah, but yeah. I guess as they cut that, they they needed another way to end it, so they went, oh, we'll just do that. So that's probably why it's not that funny because it was the last minute. True, mm-hmm. but it's still. Not yeah. fun. That's yeah, the point no. being. <laughs> um, yeah, um, like I'm not saying like it's 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 it's, it's unfunny episode, but I do think that there's not that many really really strong gags like that. There this, are f- this is actually one of my favorite episodes, but not because there's so many wonderful gags. A very important thing is it includes one of my favorite gags in The Simpsons ever, which is the um, Marge's fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Marge's fantasy is the most beautiful. There's a couple of, but yeah, there's a couple of, like, it's such a timeless, beautiful, in the middle of, like, plot and everything else going on. And there's the point where Marge needs to think, oh, how wonderful our lives will be. And then it just wanders off for a bit. Yeah. And then, and yeah, the wonderful ending. Yeah, the The, the slightly line. fainter. Yes. Like, the fact that yeah. this is now, we're not in her fantasy. We're actually on the outside and we've got that little bit of glimpse. You know, like, every time you get to peek inside Homer's head, like, you're on the outside yeah. a bit. And a little bit of music. And the fact that she just skips straight to that bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the yeah. idea is, like, you know, uh, Marge is a character, you know, obviously doesn't have the same amount of zany adventures and... You know, plot impactors, you know, her children are home. Are so, you know, like she's at home doing the vacuuming and then just every so often she's like, I can't die. Fuck, I'll have one little one. Or I, <laughs> like you just, you know. Is it, is it implied in the joke that the second boing is his dick? Oh. <laughs> I think that is reading way too much into it. Martin Donlop. But any sexual fantasy of Marge, Marge and the Pirates. And yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. always very, very good. The um, uh, Jack Nicholas's butt. Jack, when uh, when she's that? when she's imagining no Lee oh yeah it is Jack Nicholas as she's thinking about golf oh. and she thinks about Jack Nicholas bending over and picking up a golf ball out of the hole I don't and it's even just like that. his butt no sorry man I do remember the Jack Nicholas <laughs> joke but I don't know if I remember it that well yeah it's cheese but it does ring a bell I don't know why because you can look up Jack Nicholas and he's he's you know a, a big old ham of a man <laughs> yeah I guess Marge has a type that's. Uh, yeah, here we go. Yep, there's a screenshot of it. 
There yep. we go. <laughs> yeah, oh, geez. no, we've got to get this bowl out of the hole. Oh, I don't know that she's as attractive as Jack Nicholas. <laughs> yeah, what? Right, that's it. Oh, it's um from the Beauty Queen episode. Huh. Yeah. The Jack Nicholas of the pageant circuit. And then she says she's not as attractive as Jack Nicholas. <laughs> I That's completely such a forgot funny about that. So isn't it Jack Nicholson of the thing and then she gets confused between Jack Nicholson uh, and Jack No, Nicholson? you're thinking of another episode where home, where someone mentions golf and Homer goes, um, what, who is he, Jack Nicholson? Uh, so, okay. Yeah, I might have there butchered we go. that. But I'm yeah. sure it's not the only person to make that joke anyway. Um, <laughs> yep. There's also the toys reference in this, speaking of reference. When Bart's showing Millhouse is... No, the, uh, oh. the reference to the movie Toys. Yeah, yeah, the preview. Yeah, the, the preview. Oh, yes, right. So, do you know, know about that one? Oh, I, here we go. I like it when we get to do this. Uh, <laughs> this is fun. So, um, in the lead up to the 1992 movie Toys, yeah. uh, there was the advertisement was just, and it's considered one of the reasons this movie failed spectacularly oh, right. at the box office is because the ads were really confusing. <laughs> and that was one of the first, the, the main one was, yeah, it was just Warren Williams in a field like that. Yeah, right. Doing like, oh, hello. hello. It's, and it's really creepy. Yeah. <laughs> It's so, it's like, this isn't like Robin Williams from like fucking Jumanji Robin Williams. <laughs> this is Robin Williams from One Hour Photo. Yeah. Like, it's so off-putting when you look at it. And I remember not minding toys as a kid. Like, it wasn't a classic, but yeah. it wasn't a movie you had on video. But if your friends had on video, you'd <laughs> happily watch it. And then, like, after watching the, I found the clip online, I think... I remember re-watching Toys after Sam had seen that clip and you're like, this movie is so fucking disturbing. And maybe because I wow. think it was a lot older. I'll have to uh, put a link to it. You ever seen it. Toys? You no. have to put a link to the Jeff Dentley to the trailer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The trailer is the strangest. Just yeah. Robin Williams addressing you in a field yeah. in a way that makes watching the movie sound <laughs> like he's luring you into a car. Yeah. Wow. Well, yeah, so when Mr. Burns is on the movies, that's reference to that. Then he also, Mr. Burns... Does the Let's All Go to the Lobby mm. song, which is an actual um, yeah. jingle they used to use in uh, in cinemas and stuff. So, yeah, reference which heavy. I love that, that he paid scene. for it. Like, what? Like, he would have paid for that ad space. <laughs> and they still make him do that. <laughs> and I like it. They so whisper to him. And he goes, what? Okay. And then the people in costumes come out. So, it's like, it was, did he not know? Like, <laughs> uh, But, yeah, um, there's a few that I we love having the subtitles on when we watch these because uh, you pick up on little stuff. I had in that your favorite moment, Martin, in Marge's fantasy. I didn't ever notice that when the um, dean, I guess, is um, talking about Bart and saying how it's an expensive university, he then says, he then went on to um, find a cure for the common cold or something like that. Always likes the fantasies and evolve and future glimpses where Bart is successful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I like how they have had a, had a little continuity to it because there's a itchy and scratchy episode where it ends with Bart beating Supreme Justice. And then in the episode Lisa's Wedding, Bart is shown as a bit of, you know, a loser. Like he's working yeah. at a wrecking bowl company. But yeah, then but I- he says he's saving, he's getting out of his system before he goes to law school. Yeah. Uh, I always thought that was a nice little nod that they're like, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. So he could still be Supreme. Yeah. Yeah, I find it very harrowing when they do those future episodes and they've done more of them over the years, but I always find it very harrowing. Some of them really show everything going to shit for Bart. Yeah, yeah which is the weird... I've always... Uh, have I talked about this in this car- podcast before? Don't, oh, what is it? The, the frustrating idea that Bart's meant to be a loser in the future. Uh, it drives me nuts. I don't think you have. He's Go- like... 
incredible. He's the most precocious ten-year-old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the history of, <laughs> exactly. he is like just just his ability as a detective. Yeah, yeah, is fucking first rate. Like 100%. he is, he is a multi-instrumentalist. He has been in, you know, from boy bands. He has jammed with the White Stripes. <laughs> like the amount of shit that he's done, he has been, you know, fairly successful at sports. He's been the I didn't do it boy. Um, he, the amount of just powerful, successful people he knows yeah. <laughs> is just off the charts. Saved Krusty a bunch, put yeah. Sideshow Bob in prison, like that alone, like, yeah. <laughs> um, and then, to, yeah, to show him as a nobody in the future. Doesn't and, make like, any sense. Yeah, yeah. Well, no. I, though there are a lot of instances of like, like particularly successful children, everything going to shit True. later. In the, but I just find it depressing, like the, because the show, it, it goes beyond him being like, kind of happily not underachieving in the Lisa episode to like later episodes where it's like, no, he's got a whole bunch of kids with different women. Yeah, of course. And like he's unemployed and living at home and, you know, everything's like really, they really reinforce the grimness. And it's a point of like, it starts to make you feel bad of like, so things aren't going to turn out okay for him. No, and I don't like, like I love Lisa's wedding. And even that, like you could argue that, it's maybe because a fortune teller is telling it. So you could yeah. always be like, oh, maybe it's not actually going to happen. But even if it is, it doesn't, like everyone's doing all yeah, right. That's a good, that'd future. be a good thing for, I would also imagine yeah. if, that if he was running, if he was working and doing the destruction, it would be one, because he wants to do it. Yeah. He's, and two, I reckon he's running the company. <laughs> I get yeah. that vibe that that's actually, I mean, remember, he did own a factory. When yeah, he was yeah. His so he's yeah. not wearing a tie and checking his watch in that yeah. episode. He's um, but he's loving it. Like, and you know, he's hanging out with Homer. I really like that in that episode. Um, that they're still hanging out, Homer yeah. and yeah. Bart and going to Moe's together. But anyway, but in since then, they've done a bunch of future episodes. Oh, the one where Lisa's president. Yeah. Oh, it's real, real nasty. And yeah, yeah just. Demonstrates that not only does he is he a loser in the future, he's a bad person. He's a, yeah, he's yeah. a real moocher and stuff. And yeah. he's yeah, like, never like that sort of. Yeah, and um, no, there's um, but he didn't out Rotten Todd. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, well, I always got annoyed by that episode because all of the adults in it sound like they do when they were kids. Whereas in Lisa's wedding, it's still Nancy Cartwright, but she's you know she's doing a bit of a yeah, just hit. gruffer. Yeah, you know. And they might have even, I think I read they did computerize and digitally alter them slightly. Maybe I've made that up. But with Lisa, with the one where she's president, they just all sound like kids. Kids, yeah. Like Ralph and Bart. And it's like, that's stupid. Not oh, that <laughs> low job joke with Miss Hoover. Oh. oh. Yeah, that's pretty bad. That shows up a lot in those YouTube recommendations. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but hey, Martin. So we, it is your first time on the show. What we didn't really go into your background. Like, when did you? Do you remember? Was there a point when you stopped watching The Simpsons? Uh, there was a point where it definitely. My parents were periodically ban it for being American in the house, oh, and then okay. start watching it again because they thought it was funny. <laughs> so there was a weird hypocrisy or confusion going on with them. Yeah, right. And then yeah, definitely. As a grown up, it was it was Homer that sort of made me stop watching because Homer started getting dumber and nastier which yes. he does in yep. that sort of middle period in the, the sort of middle 10 years and he's a bit nicer now and i recently went back and watched them all like all the way up to the modern ones and it is okay like it is a better show now but it's a very it's a very strange show basically a different show 
Yeah, it's basically a different mm-hmm. show because the voice actors are all so old that yeah. they've had to change the pace so much so that they can... I've said it before talk. and I'll say it again. Get Jane... What's her name? Julia Kavner. Julia Kavner, a fucking lozenge. Yeah. Oh, Connie's catchphrase it's of the pod. too part. painful to listen it, to. I, they give us songs in new episodes and it's nah. really awful. I, I actually saw... There's this real big Simpsons nerd online called Real Jims. I think he's, yeah, he's yeah. the one that's done the one like showing the history of the Simpsons house and what all the rooms are and stuff. He's got some really good videos um, and he has character biographies and stuff and he did one recently which was about jerk ass Homer which is what they call you know when yeah. the Simpsons the middle period yeah I like calling it the middle period <laughs> yeah. um, and he, it's a really good analysis of it and he talks he actually acknowledges that if you go to the classic years like there were times when Homer was an absolute yeah. fuckhead yeah. like Homer goes to college Good example. Yeah. But he says it's kind of always justified in that he's doing it for some sort of reason or it's to satirize a point. Like in the episode where he's... Um, the hockey episode. Homer's quite a dick in that episode, but they're kind of satirizing sports parents and, and all that. Well, in here, he's a dick. Yeah. He's a dick in the auditions. <laughs> yeah. Like, he's belittling... You know, he's making fun of him getting kicked in the butt. Yeah. Um, but that said, it's also the kind of thing where if roles were reverse and Bart saw Homer get kicked yeah. in the butt, he would find that hilarious. Totally. Yeah. But that's sort of always been... A, like, getting annoyed at Homer for wanting money yeah. uh, and, and and doing it through unorthodox means or whatever, you don't like The Simpsons. Yeah, it's exactly. Because it's a lot of episodes. Yeah, and he's not... You know, he's never been a super lovely, nice guy. Like, that's part of his character. And he, he was... It. It's, <laughs> more, it's a case of, like, everything that makes The Simpsons bad, you can see the seeds of it in the good episodes. You could see, like, this is fine in this old good episode, but if you just keep going with that and keep escalating... Yeah. Like, it's fine to show Homer and Marge's marriage in jeopardy and them on the point of divorce, but it's not bad to do that, like, five episodes in a row, which yeah. they did recently. Yeah. So... You know, he acknowledges Homer was a dick in some of those early episodes, but there's always a reason for it. And he always has redeems himself. At the end, like like Homer um, and the Leftorium. Now, he's quite a dick to Flanders in that episode, but it ends with him saving the store. Yeah. Whereas in when it, you hit around season 10, 11, 12, so they just really hyped up Homer being a zany dick. Even in this, it's <laughs> like at the end, you know, there'd, there'd yeah. be a part of him... That's, you know, where it's, uh, you know, you got to fire your father or you, you don't get the money. And that's a more of a Bart moment. Yeah. But also, like, Homer's not there saying, like, you know, fire me, Bart. Like, it'll end up better in the future or whatever. Like, he just simply misses Bart. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's really nice. It's actually a very conventionally sort of traditional sitcom episode that. Yeah. Like, even the ending is, I mean, it's, it's what, what it really needs is the Hans Molman PI <laughs> and the PI. Yeah. That absolutely... Makes this episode, I think. Yes. Because yeah, not yeah. only are you getting some amazing gags, um, the Hans Molman bit at the end, because otherwise it is him going, I love you guys, and them hugging, which is so traditional yeah, yeah. 80s sick family That's what sitcom. I was thinking, yeah. And then it's like the kissing, and then you just bring out <laughs> Hans Molman and then goes, Oh, this is The Simpsons. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, 100%. I want that thing out of my house. It's just yeah, such yeah. a wonderful <laughs> joke. It's just the, the genius of like back then of like, no, you say his full name every time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, that's Hans Molman. <laughs> um, I've, it's always brutal to me that he had him for two weeks. Uh, but yeah, this uh, episode. Oh, and sorry, if we're going to go back to the Homer stuff, just quickly. Um, yeah, the video does acknowledge that Homer actually they did tone Homer down actually quite a while ago. 
like I haven't watched enough of the recent ones to really confirm that, but it does seem that way. And Martin, you've watched a lot recently. Yeah. Like he's kind of, they've softened him a bit. They've softened him a bit, but so much of it, again, it's like the show's gone on too long. So, so much yeah. of it is constantly going back to the well. Like, hey, do you want to watch another Homer's Mother episode? Because oh. there's like four more of them, man. Yeah, that's painful. Bring oh. her back to life. Kill her again. Bring her back to life. Yeah. Kill her again. That pissed me off when I read that they did a flashback episode where Homer and Grandpa like, go and see her in the desert or something, which imp- which completely contradicts that Homer thought she was dead. There's a weird thing actually with the granddad in recent episodes where um, they've pl- increased the- how abusive he was to Homer as a kid. Yeah, right. And it's actually started like, started feeling almost kind of a lot darker <laughs> in <Okay>. order to <laughs> explain how much Homer loves his mother is because of how bad the dad was. Yeah, right. And yeah. See, I thought you'd do, if you're going to do something like that, you would do it because... Because does he still choke Bart? Yeah, I think he does. Because at this point, because they can joke about it, and yeah. li- I, I think whenever he does, someone always points out how weird that is that yeah. that's still happening. <laughs> yeah. So I was just going to say because maybe you know maybe instead of it being all about how he loves his mum, because I think a good reason to show Homer loving his mum is because you know it's his fucking mum. Like <laughs> yeah. you don't really need to be like, why would someone love their mother? <laughs> Oh, their dad was a dick. Like, what the fuck? Like, like it would make sense to do that, show him being abusive. So, you're like, oh, that's why he choked his son. Like, that would make sense. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's sort of a justification. But you don't need... This episode does have um, a few really classic moments. And I think one of my favourite jokes is, um, it's Kearns! And, yeah, he... Um, he card read good, like that That's whole great. bit is, is great. Um, there's there's lines in this that have become like that, that have done that Simpsons thing of just becoming everyday speech. That yeah. my mum yeah. says I'm cool. Totally. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Um, of course. Um, the lesson is never try. Hundred percent. Like yeah. that's probably like an undoubtable Homerism type thing. Yeah. That's mm. got to be up. Well, actually, my mum says I'm cool, which burst a thousand <laughs> shitty comedy festival. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, bio scripts or whatever. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Well, God. kids, you tried your best and you my failed miserably. The lesson is never try. It was added to the Oxford Dictionary of Quotations in August 07. That's, so that's cool. It's a big deal. It's pretty funny considering it's after Marge has begged Homer to apologize for his ch- to his children for trying to sell them to an old man. <laughs> and then I noticed, like, when. <laughs> When Bart signs the thing to become Burns is there, there's a whole bunch of journalists documenting this perverse <laughs> ceremony. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like, if, if, yeah, if you have happen- they're there for something else. Because they do that <laughs> when Homer gets all the weight. And you think he's uh, everyone's like, he'll be now able to work from home. And you think that's what it's about. But they're really there to talk to Burns. Yeah. Like, and then yeah, he actually yeah. cuts, I forget what the headline is, but the newspaper has nothing to do with Homer putting on the weight and being able to work from home. It's like, you know, Burns dumping uh, oil. That's right. You know, dumping nuclear <laughs> weight. So it's probably a similar thing. Like yeah, they're there. Yeah. That's the only way that, and to him just drumming up some nice publicity. Oh, another billionaire's established himself a ward. What oh, do you think was great. cool? Yeah, yeah, exactly. What I think was cool in this, well, not cool, uh, interesting, um, uh, it was the choking thing that reminded me, um, is how Burns has no strength, right? Yeah. It's absolutely no strength as a human being. It's well, like in this episode alone, he drowns when a sponge is put on mm. his head. But he always has physical strength to be able to physically hurt Smithers. Yes. It's like, he's like, he, like a sponge drowns, but he is able to choke, like full on choke Smithers. And then later on, the ep- like they talk about him throwing peas at him. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like there's definitely Burns that I've seen that wouldn't be able to pick up a sponge Spoon holding a pea yeah, in yeah, it, like yeah, the pea yeah. would be like the you know, <laughs> way. And in this, he knocks him out with a kick. 
Like He's got superhuman strength it, for t- Smithers. Just Smithers <laughs> and only to be able to hurt him. <laughs> Some other things I thought of watching this. Um, you pointed out uh, at the start of the episode, there's always that crow. Yeah, you love hear that the crow. power plant. Yeah. Very, I love that they... Whoa. There's a, not quite a crow, but the pigeons started cooing. When we that's crazy. When we start talking about that, all the birds, oh, yeah, <laughs> coming around here. But that's just tribute to the greatness of their sound effects. Yeah, yeah. It is that like the kissing of Hans Molman is such a different style <laughs> yeah. of kiss. You can just, you can hear the wrinkles <laughs> and the yeah, sponginess. Yeah, yeah. Like you, no one's sitting there going, "I wonder if he has like a smooth." Like you can, yeah. Uh, you, it's like a sponge. I don't know. It's gross. It's so good though. Also, Homer's description of it's like kissing a peanut is yeah. a very vivid thing. Yeah. Like you can imagine what that yeah. person. <laughs> Feels like to kiss. So good. Um, another reference to um, uh, Burns's lethargic sperm, uh, because it also in the X Files episode, he says, um, "Oh no, it's healthy green glow." Years of working in the power plant is like we with it's this. Burns, it's when we meet Larry. Isn't it? When no, separate. So, yeah, in X Files, he says it's left me with a healthy green glow and a lifetime of impotence. Yeah, ah. yeah, it left me as impotent as a Nevada ah. boxing commissioner or gaming commissioner because those are two different things and I can't remember which. Yeah, but no, you, you just mentioned Larry Quanny. I guess that is a bit of a. Um, no, but is that's in his youth because Larry's like 50. Yes, 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 true. Um, I'm trying to find that quote. Here we go. A lifetime of working in a nuclear power plant has given me a healthy green glow and left me as impotent as a Nevada boxing commissioner. Hey, there we go. <laughs> Which maybe, is that a thing about the Amanda Holyfield earby? I don't know. No idea. Yeah. One of yeah. those ones that just... It's a funny sentence. Up. Exactly. It's very funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, even like, I forgot to say, like you, the Lee Majors thing. I didn't know Lee Majors as a kid. Still don't really know him. He's from, yeah, what no. is it, Million Dollar Man? What's the show called? Yeah, yeah, the yeah. billion. There's the Six Million Dollar Man. Six, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like still thought I was funny yeah. without knowing. Yeah, yeah. Even realizing that for many years I had rewritten that in my head to be like Steve Rogers comes and takes me away. It's right, right. <laughs> why uh, does Marge feel sorry for Burns when he's like, I've got a rat? Like the show makes it clear why she feels sorry for him. But in the broader context, like, <laughs> yeah. really? You hate this man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you like you've sabotaged his run for Senate or whatever it was. Yeah, no, yeah. It should be. I think um, it's a few. You ever. know that he's in it, but maybe that's the thing. Is at the end of that episode, she knows that there is that shell of a man underneath him. The whole point of that the episode where oh, she paints the way him, she paints yeah. him. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, thing, yeah, but underneath yeah. him there's this. So maybe she does True. sympathize with him more. I was gonna say there's also the episode where he's dating her mum. And it even has a bit where she disapproves and goes, he's an awful, awful man. But I just looked, that comes two episodes after this episode. So, oh. there you go. There you go. Maybe this episode was the final nail in the coffin for Marge believing in uh, Burns as being a nice person. Did you oh. notice on the uh, cameras, by the way, I wrote this down. Is That reminded me. Uh, is uh, Edna is making out with Jacques. Yes, yes, I did pick up on that. And what else is there? I'm Maud Flanders is eating a bunch of ice cream and Rev Lovejoy is um, drinking in the church. So, yeah. yeah. Let's pick that one up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, the, there's also in that episode where they go and in the, the scene where they go and see the cameras, Mr. Bird says, I was inspired by that delightful Rob Slither. Sliver. Sliver is a film from like 1992 uh, with... Actually, it's a little bit later, 1993, because after Basic Instinct with um, Sharon Stone yeah. in it, and <laughs> it is 
I watched it for the first time recently and it's one of the funniest movies I've ever seen. It's written by uh, Joe Esterhaus who also wrote Basic Instinct and it's a film in this mythical city where every woman talks like this horny 14-year-old. <laughs> like a woman walks into a room and the first thing she says to the other woman who's there is like, God, I love anal. Like it's just... <laughs> The concert and this other lady that she works with is like, I need a dick. I need a good dick so badly. Oh, my God. I love dick. And it's just the fact that this film was written by a guy. <laughs> just the funniest thing ever, man. What's the context of Mr. Burns' cameras? Oh, film? the film is about all these people live in like a giant high-rise building that is all secretly being filmed uh, by um, the guy that owns yeah, the building. Right. And, and there's a murder. Okay. And so it's like a rear window thing of like, can he put together who the killer is from the footage? Oh, shit. Um, but it's not a good film, but it is really <laughs> funny. It's, it is yeah. pretty fucked up. Burns has a camera in The Simpsons bathroom like right <laughs> on the toilet like and bart does bart doesn't seem phased that burns might have seen him shit he's mm. just he's like, de- l- l- just like the audience of the 2007 simpsons movie he's seen his dick <laughs> <laughs> i didn't get as a kid um the line well, heaps of stuff um i didn't get as a kid from this episode stuff i still don't get now but when he um says that explains his mysterious trip to holland oh, yeah. i never I really that understood joke. that because holland has a lot of flowers a lot of tulips <laughs> yeah um i love that joke as well it feels like a very mo- it feels like you could have written that joke 10 years ago and it's fine it's very like, yeah, yeah, the, yeah the rhythm of it's very nice I love how Troy McClure, uh, Troy, uh, not fucking Lionel Hutz. Yeah, yeah. he's oh. doing the shoe stuff. So I mean, that's good. a great, that's a great little callback as well because it's just when it's like since it's been going long enough that you can do callbacks like the great, you know, we've got to stop hiring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Really good. Yeah. Um, but it's I love him doing shoe repair because I'm uh, always been obsessed with shoe repair. Uh, key making, yeah. um, bong selling places in the shopping center. Like yeah. I'm just, I, like they, they fascinate me so much because I always think it's like, you know, which one came first? Like, was it were you into key cutting and then thought you had <laughs> shoes? Were you selling bongs and you thought you might as well ke- cut keys? Like, where did this? Where how did this happen? And it's like with like yeah. Lionel, it's like going like, oh yeah, that would make sense. Maybe it's like you like was uh, do these people? Do they all start? Actually, as lawyers, <laughs> you know, I don't know. I'm that, obsessed with them. That orange Julius joke is so good. The delivery. Who does Skinner? Is it uh, Shearer? Harry Shearer. Yeah. yeah, Shearer's delivery of what? the indignance. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't I just drink out of the toilet? Yeah, I think that's the most you laughed in the episode was Skinner <gasps> saying that. <laughs> I like it because I always I love confident Skinner. It's like, there's <laughs> yeah. pathetic Skinner, and then there's like super confident, yeah, like, dignified yeah. Skinner. Yeah. And he does the and I love it because like, he's so rare. <laughs> we're just so used to pathetic Skinner. So whenever he pops yeah. up, I'm always a big fan of. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, especially these days where Bart Skinner is basically Bart's bitch in mm, the yeah. uh, current uh, Simpsons. Uh, like, like the one where he kicks all those lawyers' asses. Because yeah, yeah. This is also the happiest. This is uh, <laughs> the happiest place on earth is trademarked. Okay, and then just kicks the shit out of them. Yeah, yeah. And then what he says, like, he says some cool like Bond type line. Yeah, like. Uh, <sighs> Patent revoked? Yeah, something, something like revoked. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, no, yeah. Was there anything recently, because it was actually back on Skinner, mm-hmm. and the principal on the pauper episode, and it's mm-hmm. like going, yeah, there's no way he was fought in Vietnam now. Because of it's now 2022. It's now fucking, yeah. he could not have done it. 100%. He's a Gulf War veteran, maybe at best. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think they... I think they can do the thing where they're like, in one episode, he could be a Gulf War veteran. I, actually, I think generally when they do it now, they still say yeah, he's I mean, Vietnam. Yeah, 
I mean, it's it's that thing of going like Grandpa obviously still fought in World War Two, even like, though that doesn't, yeah. yeah that couldn't possibly probably be possible right now unless he's insanely old. Yeah, broadly even for new episodes now, it's in their interest to pretend the show's still kind of taking place in 1992. Because yeah. I know this because every time someone brings out a smartphone, I groan. Like, <laughs> it just yeah. doesn't. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was thinking recently, uh, Grandpa. We can talk about him because he was in this episode a couple times with some classic moments yeah. where he has the heart attack <laughs> when he goes, turn it up. <laughs> no, Mark, um, this will be the first episode of any podcast ever where they veer slightly <laughs> off topic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, why is Grandpa so old? Because Homer is in his 30s. Uh, I think now Homer is 40, but even still, they treat Grandpa like he's in his... 80s or 90s like he's a really old man <laughs> but it's like that means he had homer when he was in like his yeah but that makes 50s, it that's 60s. pretty canonical because if you actually look he's quite old when homer's young he's quite old, like he's not young looking at all yeah he yeah. is very bold he's older than homer like he's yeah he's definitely had yeah because you gotta remember is is yeah homer's a youngish dad like he they literally had their kids at 20 he probably went to the war did all that, then came back. Mm, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And, and married quite a young woman because yeah, there is that generational divide between him and 100%. Mona. Like yeah. Homer, yeah, it would definitely make sense to me that he is massively older. And like I said, the generational, sorry, like you just said, the generational divide. How he doesn't get on so board So Mona with would be yeah. probably a lot younger. Like we're yeah. talking about 20 years younger than Abe. Just sitting on the couch marveling at Johnny United. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> God, another. That's another perfect name. <laughs> yeah. Don't need to know who that is. That is just yeah. very funny. I think because the character is so good as well. <laughs> yes. Like, yeah. No, I'm happy with that. I think that all uh, checks out. Very old man. And that's probably why he only has the one kid as well. Yep. Because he probably didn't want to have kids. Because there's also that thing of you were an accident. But it's yeah. like that idea mm-hmm. of, yeah, so he said you're an accident. I reckon Abe never ever wanted to have kids. Yeah. This is why you listen to this pod for this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Delving into this shit. He hates raising homers. So much after my yeah. <laughs> yeah, also the uh so the bit with the itchy and scratchy episode. I I found it very relatable and I was wondering if you guys had ever had that similar thing of like you, you hear an edgy joke or you watch an edgy joke and you kinda laugh at it and then you're in some other scenario and you're with someone and they laugh too much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. In a yeah. way that makes you reassess yeah. your own laugh. Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. It's 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 one of those things yeah, where yeah. it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck, there's a million things like that where... If, yeah. if you're like, you know, you're like, watch your Bill Burr special. Yeah, like, exactly. Oh, that's pretty funny. <laughs> but then you have a co-worker who's a Bill Burr fan. Yeah, and suddenly, so oh, different. I don't like this now. Yeah. No, yeah. That's a, I was yeah, probably yeah. actually the name I was going to say. That was wrong. <laughs> uh, fine. Uh, a few other bits. I think uh, you laugh the most... Um, at, which I don't really appreciate this much, the bit where the rock comes through the window. Yeah. It's <laughs> a bird that's been petrified. You know, I just love, I love the idea of taking it to the lab. Yeah. Kills me. I just, the idea that he's got a lab. And of course he does like the fact that it's there and just doing random shit and you know, the boys, it's so funny. Yeah. It's so in character. Yeah. We've seen parts of the lab, like, you know, he, we know he's got one underneath the house. Yeah. And just that idea of like, <laughs> That's what it, I think it's a rock. It's just like no, <laughs> you're an idiot. And the yeah. idea like Smithers, like he can't agree with Smithers. He yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's the thing. Like this has to be an argument. Like he yeah. hates. Yeah. And I love the idea as well of Smithers getting trapped in the uh, <laughs> the coffin with him, and the fact that he gets a model made of him screaming. Yeah, yeah. So we exactly. know Smithers isn't going to enjoy it. Totally. Like I've got something great planned for you. You screaming to death as you suffocate. 
<laughs> like he's not deluded that you know he's kind of like resting there with him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's weird when I was watching that, but I was thinking about like trying to pitch it at the writers' room where you're basically pitching like a prop joke in The Simpsons. Yeah. You're like, we're gonna have to draw, build a thing. Like draw a thing in order because it's not going to work unless you have like frightened little Smithers. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, like that joke wouldn't have been nearly as good if Burns just said, "You'll be buried with me." Yeah, or, you'll no. be buried in love with me. Yeah, it needs to be a surprise reveal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, just a final thought on this episode is I find it um, funny that Burns is a fan of Nelson's audition. Yeah. Like he says, like he loves that Nelson oh. threatens him. We like that he loves that he punches Martin, but then doesn't. He yeah. says, "There's no, none of them were any good." And then when what impresses him is Bart's Malev- yeah. pranks. <laughs> but it was like, well, I mean, you could argue it's the genius of Bart's pranks, and mm. Bart's not a straight up bully. He, but but it's <laughs> Burns is incredibly temperamental. Like yeah. his thing is so like his thing of like uh, I'm going to make Frank Grimes my junior vice yes. president. I'm going to yeah. make this dog junior vice. Like that would be his thing of like maybe he had considered them. There also be other things about Nelson that he wouldn't have liked. Yeah. Like he's like, oh, I enjoy his violence. I enjoy that. Mm-hmm. But there is that thing of like, you know, Barty's sort of done up and his hair's nice. And mm, like yes. Nelson does look like he's just walked off the street. And Burns is a snob. So he is going to look at Nelson mm. and go like, the violence is good. I like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But do your hair up, mate. Like, yeah, yeah, there's yeah. gonna. You can't have him be completely slow. But that episode would be great because imagine like the Transformers. Because what Nelson doesn't have a dad. Yeah. He would just be happily like, I'll fucking live there. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would continue to just, I'll fire everyone. Like, let's blow something up. Like, he would be... Yeah. Well, they should see do Nelson it. as Burns is there. Yeah. The show's going to keep running for another 30 years. Throw that in the mix. That's Nelson it. as uh, Burns is there. What are we giving it out of 10? I'm giving it a 7 out of 10. Yep. Yep. I don't think there's enough laughs and uh, for me to... Mm-hmm. Like, that, like I say, it's the P.I. hands moment. Without that, I'd probably even give it lower. Like, I think that really okay. elevates it. Yeah. And I do find it to be a really conventional sitcom episode. Yes, yeah. And I think that loses its just... Yeah, it's a little too felt like it came out of the 80s. Yeah, I've definitely felt that with the rewatch particularly. Yeah, like that final scene is a bit paint by numbers with their yeah. dialogue and stuff. But um, yeah, I think there's so many classic lines in this though. Um, I think I'll give it a seven and a half. What about you, Martin? I got to give it a nine because of the the Lee Majors joke. <laughs> I just can't. It's yeah. just it's too perfect. Well, do you uh, want to plug anything, Martin? I have nothing to plug. Kwani, I like to plug Martin Dunlop's Twitter. Hey, uh, here few, we go. Few, few good gags in there. Oh, great! Uh, is it just good for a like? Is it Martin Dunlop? Yeah, at Martin Dunlop one. Hey, okay, yeah. nice. And uh, Kwani, what about your band? Do you want to plug that? No, we haven't even got a name yet. Okay, we have got an idea. Okay. Martin Dunlop won. <laughs> been tossing it around. I don't like it. They came up with it. And I'm like, uh, uh, know about it. Hey, Martin, did you not like as a kid that the um, nerdy kid on The Simpsons is called Martin? Or did it not really? Ever? I think as a kid, yeah, I didn't like it. Yeah. I felt like it, it, it caught me some unearned heat. It was like I was already going to feel that. 
Because um, it's not because Nick. I mean, I don't think there's any actual characters called Nick. Uh, Doctor Nick, Doy, fucking like idiot. Like, and he's yeah, quite, yeah, it's really great being named after the world's worst doctor. That's he's a big yeah. lovable goofball though. Everyone's happy to see your character. Though I did in growing in, uh, uh, Daniel um, Lavery wrote an article about how wonderful Martin is. Oh, there um, you go. In recent years, which you should go and read because it's really funny and lovely okay. about the joy of Martin. Like when he's locked up in that cage and he's singing while he's ironing and, and when him and Nelson go on the adventure together. Yeah, actually, yeah, yeah. He's actually a surprisingly like a character who is disliked by everybody and miserable but seems to be in and of himself very happy. Well, even in this one, like um, ding, ding, ding with the <laughs> yeah. bell. Like he's so cheerful. Indefatigable. Um, yeah. Yeah, cool. All right. Oh, check out my stuff at murphymclaughlin.com. Please rate and review the pod. Chuck it five stars on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Uh, and yeah, thanks so much uh, for being on the show, Kwani. Thanks, mate. Thank you, Martin. Thank you. And as we always say here on Murph's Tavern, 